When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When Jeremy, um is in conflict resolution. He turns into a motherfucking salesperson and it makes me want to commit crimes. Let's go home. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Wild Till Nine. Are we? I feel like you should intro. Do you want to intro, babe? Hey guys, welcome back to Wild Till Nine. Yeah, I think I hated that. Let's try it again. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Wild Till Nine. <laughs> my name's Lydia. What? Our weekly podcast. Our weekly learn Lydia and my boyfriend Jeremy. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you know what? That did sound very like radio presenter. Hey guys, welcome back to Wild Till Nine. Oh my god, there's this guy on TikTok who's like, who's gone. oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Somebody's like. Um, he's got the. He's got a low voice. Well, no, he he can do what I can't do. He can be he he can be exciting while being low. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Do you get higher when you're excited? Uh, I just I I lose my softness huh. when I'm uh I add excitement to my voice. Are you not a soft boy anymore? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyways, hi guys, welcome back to Wild Till Nine. Um, happy January. Happy January. What's everybody getting for me for my birthday soon? I know. Fuck, I'm really stressed. I, I, I just feel as if no one should be allowed to have a January birthday because it's too close to Christmas and it stresses me out. Imagine people who are within a week of Christmas. Um, my cousin's birthday is December 31st and he always got the joint birthday and Christmas present. That and I sucks. feel like that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Maybe you get like double the value of like the dollar amount, but then it's like one celebration. And and, and also yeah. like, what if you decide you want something in March? Right. You're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. So anyway, um, no idea what I'm getting Jeremy for his birthday because it is very soon and I'm a little stressed. I'm it's gonna, gonna be, be $6,000 though, right? Uh, when they have to give them context for why why you're expecting $6,000 worth of a present. A needy? No, no. So I, I booked an air, okay, okay, relax. I booked an Sugar Airbnb. Mama for Christmas that was very expensive because of like holiday premium prices. And with our family not coming and we weren't allowed to leave LA, we didn't go to Airbnb. And so we were able to reschedule the Airbnb to Jeremy's birthday. So $6,000. No, no, no. And then they offered us uh, the option to refund it. But like right. under like, anyway, I'm fighting with Airbnb and the host right now to get my not money back. Not sponsored by Airbnb. No, definitely not fucking sponsored. Not fucking sponsored at all, 100%. And if you or your parents work at Airbnb, shame. I'm fighting with a man named Ed right now. Fucking Ed. Fucking Ed. He's probably a nice guy. He honestly, yeah, he probably is really nice. Probably well, no. Trying uh, to do his job. So anyway, anyway, uh, Jeremy is now expecting $6,000 worth of a birthday present, which you are absolutely not getting. Let me be very clear. I could get like a, a, low, a low hanging fruit Rolex for that. You could buy a car for $6,000. 
What do I need a card for? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we could get $6,000 worth of Krispy Kremes. A better use. That, sounds, there. that sounds really good. That sounds um, really good. Yeah, so um, I'm turning 29 in, let's see. I, I literally have no idea how old you are. I don't know why. Can't uh, keep track. I'm turning 29 in a couple of weeks. Very exciting. Excited. Yeah, hey, what are we going to do? We can't really do anything. Same shit we did last year, drink. Yeah. Yeah. Just by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> exciting. We'll do a live stream for my- No, actually last year we had a big party I know, because I'm it was like, kidding. that was the last big like gathering that we had at the house before shit hit the fan. I know. Oh fuck. I know. Ah shit. Um, so I appreciate all of the birthday gifts in advance. Thank you so much. How humble. How nice and humble. I mean, <laughs> two people will like send me a high five in meme form and that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. Maybe a few happy birthdays on Slack. Oh, good. Yeah, that's oh, nice. Good. That's that's heartwarming. Slack went down today. I know. Slack did go down. Slack oh, down. wait, wait, wait. Fuck Slack. We have a TikTok. Go follow our TikTok. It's wild till nine. Um, We have a TikTok and I'm very excited. We do have a TikTok. I am going to work really, really hard. And so th there's going to be content uploaded daily. Um, It's going to really? be like, yeah. Yeah. Good for us. I know. Good for well, us. We got that budget now. We do not have that budget. I just have a bomb ass assistant. Um, yep. But I am, um, and Jeremy's hearing this for the first time now, I'm going to try and convince him to do a few TikToks with me. They take six seconds to film, babe. We owe it to the people of TikTok. We'll talk about it. Okay. Eh, that's not a no. That's not a no. I'll take it, ladies and gentlemen. God, I've taught, I've that taught is her too not well. a no. <laughs> oh my God. Anything else, babe? Anything else, schmoob? Um, well, I mean, the meat and potatoes of this podcast is how mean and rude and vindictive and manipulative you are in our relationship. <laughs> no, we had, like, had a different, we had, what's funny is like up until maybe, I don't know, two hours ago, we had a different topic planned for today. But yeah. Because of specific conversations within Lauren's current meltdown today, we had to postpone that to a different week. But actually, um, a conversation that we had with someone like in our inner circle um, sparked some inspiration for today's podcast, which I'm really excited about. And I feel like kind of answers 85% of the questions that we get on the Wild Till Nine hotline. Like- I How'd you get to 85? 85%? Yeah. Um, Because- some of the texts are dog photos. A lot, maybe maybe it's actually mm -hmm. less than eighty five. It's a lot of dog photos. If we could get more animal photos, more in. Oh my god! Someone sent a pod rat the other day. It's yeah. the first pod rat I've ever I've ever received. It's, the, it's a pet rat. Pet rat watching the pod. I although I respect it and culture, love it for them. That is a cultured rat. I I think I was. You know what, Donna? This one's on you. I grew up in a household that was scared for no reason of oh, a lot of things. Like anti-rodent? Yeah, just in general. Mm. Like, but like that and, and harmless bugs, you know, and just like I was, no, get that out of here kind of thing. Jeremy has a fucking meltdown when there's a bug in the house. No, no. <laughs> so you never like wanted a hamster or a guinea pig? No. Oh. No. Hmm. I feel like Moose is kind of a guinea pig. Like he- A little bit of a guinea pig, a yeah. little bit of a pig. Right, A little right, bit right. of a hamster. Um, oh, rest in peace, Marshmallow, my hamster. We don't have time for that story today. <laughs> Um, but pod rat, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Pod rat. It's not, it's not for me. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I wish I could be more accepting of it for me, but okay. it's, it's not about me. I'm making it selfish. It's for you. And I'm excited for the, the our first pod rat. <laughs> We've had a pod horse. We had a pod horse. Pod cat. A pod cow. Pod dog. Pod cow. Pod, pod cow. Uh, um, I, I'm waiting for my first pod parrot. No pod parrots yet or pod parakeet. Really? Yeah. Mm. No pod fish. 
Light it up. Yeah. Anyways, um, so maybe it is less than 85%. How do we get that from TikTok? Um, well, no, I was going to say that our topic today about like fighting, mm. I feel like it covers or could give some like solid blanket advice to so many of the questions that we get Fair. on the Wild Tonight hotline. Because obviously like some people are sending like f- like fucking novels, novels guys. And and you are giving us so much credit for having an attention span that is long enough for a novel. We are trying really hard, <laughs> but sometimes it's nice to just get a picture of a pod rat too. We, lo- we love a good pod rat. Yeah. Um, but so what are we talking about today, Shboob? We're talking about the most foundational staple cornerstone of many relationships. I totally agree. Um, As in love and as great as a couple is, they're only as good as their ability to have a healthy fight. A good old fuck you healthy session. No, 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 no fuck yous. That is, that is, that is literally one of the fundamental things that we said do not do. <laughs> right, but we're not there yet. We have to have the story We're not there arc. yet. We're not there yet. Okay, sorry. Okay, so you're at the fuck you point right now. Yeah. Okay. Because I think a lot of people feel fuck you. Oh, for sure. That's the absolute initial reaction. And not fuck you or fuck you, fuck whoever it is that you're- Fighting with, your partner. Right. Your partner. Um. So how do you think we do at fighting? <laughs> um- more like more or less pretty fucking good. I think so too. This is the yeah. this is the most healthy level of communication and fighting or arguing, conflict resolution, whatever you want to call it, that I've ever had. Yeah. And I would add to that we are healthy in our fighting despite being different fighters. 100%. Um, or like however you want to say that, we do not have the same communication style when it comes to conflict. And I've had a, there's one relationship in the past in particular where the, my, my girlfriend had a identical form of conflict resolution as me. Did you hate that? There's nothing I hated more. (laughs) There's nothing I hated more. And we wanted, I mean, we wanted to kill each other with every argument. Cause I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm the one setting the stakes. She's like, well, no, 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 I'm just trying to get on your page. I was like, well, no, 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 I'm already on your page. It, it was bad. It was I very bad. I literally want to punch both of you in the face right now. Just hearing that, like it triggers something inside of me of like how we fight as well too. And like hearing it from two different sides. <laughs> well, I think I, I, I want to be very clear. Like we rarely fight. Yeah. But we fucking fight. Oh my God. Literally. Actually, I don't Fight is such a strong word. Yeah. yeah. Fight, fight is, 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 Okay, so how do you want to differ a fight from like conflict resolution? I mean- Like what categorizes a fight? At the end of the day, it's all some form of collaboration. It just starts negative. Wow, that's such a nice way to say fight collaboration. <laughs> but it is. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I mean, two people involved having a conversation over like one uh, shared sentiment. I mean, think about it in the most like entertainment style, like boxing, mm-hmm. MMA, mm-hmm. UFC. They're literally being paid to go up on stage, fight each other, one is going to win, one's going to lose, but they're both going to take away some money. That, that's collaboration at its finest. Okay, but like when you said someone has to win and someone has to lose, I feel like not a good metaphor for today's topic. Okay, someone has to win <laughs> and lose that game, Yeah, but both of them come away a hell of a lot richer. That's true, that's true. And to, to me, it's just like, I, and I, we can hop into it, but it's just like, I think the biggest issue that people have with fighting mm-hmm. is that they confuse fighting with winning, like you're saying, or right. fighting with losing. And there's, uh, fortunately- a lot of gray area. I totally agree. Um, this is so random, but the last time that I collabed with Josh Peck um, forever ago, 
uh, pre-pandemic would have been probably 2019 Josh at this Peck. point. Love Josh Peck. Such a good guy. So grounded, yeah. so humble, so genuinely funny. Mm -hmm. He gave me some of the best relationship advice that I've ever received. And it has stuck with me. Since, this is random. Since we I like I don't know Yeah, this. this is very random. And so I'm this probably- this is a Josh Peckism. This is a Josh Peckism. He's gonna hear it back and go, I don't fucking know yeah. that. Right. Well, that's what I'm about to say is that like, I, I am going to butcher the delivery of what he told me exactly, but I'm gonna try and translate it in the way that like I took it away, like what I took from it in the most simple terms. He basically said that like, cause he is, he's been married in the same relationship for like ever now. And they have a cute little baby. And he said essentially to the effect of when you are in a fight, it doesn't matter what you're actually fighting about because at the end of the day, you know that you are coming out of that fight still together. Like I feel like especially in young relationships or someone who has a mature, uh, sorry, an immature perspective on fighting, they think that every fight could be like the precipice of a possible breakup where his, his, his perspective was that like, at the end of every fight, you know that you are both in it forever or you know you're both in it 110% and no one's wavering on the commitment or the possibility of a breakup and and it, i think i think that just totally changes the perspective of how or or how you're delivering and what you're saying and the possible hurtful things that you might say 100% my takeaway from that is that person has long-term vision right. and is looking beyond the fight right. while in the middle of the fight, mm -hmm. as opposed to looking at the fight, like they have to end that and then they'll think about hopping back on their life. Oh, totally. It's like, if we have a fight about your socks fucking everywhere in the house, like I'm thinking about how we're gonna resolve this so that in 25 years down the line, like. I'm not, I'm not still pissed off at you about socks. Also, just disclaimer, I don't actually get mad about the socks. It's more of like a, a joke, man. I was gonna say, because <laughs> if, if that's a non-starter, uh -huh. we should stop. <laughs> we need to break up right now over the no, socks issue. There's just no better feeling than just taking the socks off. And it's then, gross. I know it's gross. I know. I get it. Uh, uh, totally. I, I'm listen. You don't dove into that yourself. But like when we argue about socks, like I'm thinking about long term, like how how we're gonna work with the sock issue for the future. Right. And someone who doesn't have that ha doesn't have that perspective might be like, "Fuck! If I find these socks one more time, I'm calling it. That's it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's it's two very different perspectives that change everything. So. I understand that I am a particularly aggravating individual when it comes to conflict. <laughs> but not because, okay, but not for some of the reasons I think some people might assume or for the many reasons that other people can be a giant pain in the ass when they fight. Oh, you're like a, a unique pain in the ass type of type of individual for fighting. I've, I've never seen anything like it. So would would you prefer you <laughs> describe how you fight or would you prefer to describe how I fight? I think I think you give it a go. How, wait, how I fight? Yeah. No, 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 no. I want to hear yours first. You want to hear how I think you fight? Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we, we kind of like. You want to hear? I think so. <laughs> yes or no? You do want to hear? I know. It? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. So when Jeremy um is in conflict resolution. And this is with you as opposed to somebody else in the world. Right. This is right. with me. And I can't speak to anything else. Um. He turns into a motherfucking salesperson and it makes me want to. Com commit crimes, commit crimes <laughs> against you and only you. <laughs> and like, 
here's the thing is that Jeremy has taught me a lot of valuable assets in the world of being a salesperson and the way that I am able to negotiate and email and be a business professional has absolutely improved. But when I can feel but. the Did sales- you guys hear the but there? Like oh, there's comma, a but. but. Comma but. Meaning everything that came before that, scratch. Yeah, comma but. When he drags the salesperson uh, tactics into the wordplay of our conversation, I'm like, is this a motherfucking game to you, bitch? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like, I just don't want to be sold on the idea of what is wrong, what is right, what should happen, what did happen. Like being sold on that or just like any kind of uh, strategy or analysis makes me furious. It makes me so mad. Um, but what I will say is that as soon as, um, once I kept a burp, is that when Jeremy gives and you, you usually give something first. Like you usually take a step towards conflict resolution first. And as soon as you take that first step, I follow sweet, but it's usually you who takes the first step. And I need to ask is in Canada, is it follow sweet or is it follow suit? Oh, God damn it. Isn't no, it? I, no, I, I, I know, I know, I just. Follow, what did I say? Follow sweet. Sweet. It's not a little more French. Suit? You would follow huh. suit. Follow suit. Maybe it is follow suit. I don't know. Not sure. I and, and maybe. You know, we're just tacking on a list no, of time like remover. I heard that. I was what like, was our last week one? What was it again? Segu. Segu. <laughs> Honestly, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, please just go listen to the first 15 minutes. Even if you don't give a fuck about what we're talking about, it is some gold ass entertainment. Yeah, but then let that shit play out. Come on now, we got some I mean, ass. yeah, let that shit play out. Come but on. like, but like, it, it just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Anywho. God. Anyways, anyways, um, yeah, Jeremy for sure takes the first step towards um like resolution for sure. I will give you so much credit there. Um, but I, I think it's mostly You're because- the butt again? In the comma, but. Comma, but. Right. Fucking comma, but. You you asked for this question. You asked for this I, answer. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm giving it. Um, but I would say that you stay pretty stable the entire time and I'm a roller coaster of emotions up and down the entire time until we end up on the same spot. So if you're a straight line, I'm a fucking like up and down. Can I get that one more time? Up and down. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I I wouldn't disagree with anything of that. That was very good. Yeah. And so here's where we have um issues or not where where we have issues, but like where I have had to learn how to be a better communicator is that I get stuck on the rage that I feel when I feel like I'm being um, pitched of any kind or any kind of salesperson tactics come into play. I get separately mad about that. <laughs> and then we forget, and then we get so off topic about whatever the issue at hand is. And so it's been a learning process for me <laughs> to handle those two separate lanes of conflict. You, I, to me, that was the perfect summary. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I don't think I want to hear what you think my conflict resolution path is. Well, I <laughs> mean, there's not, there's not much to add to that. I mean, I think you, you nailed a lot of it okay. to me. I think the big difference between you and I is that I, and this is not something that I used to be good at. I, my mother would always, my mother actually called this out early on. She would say, she'd point out when I get in trouble for something or I'd get in some fight of sorts with authority because you know fuck you teacher chip on a shoulder right um she would always kind of like after she was done being mad at me for you know 
getting in trouble. She'd always say, Jeremy, the reason I'm most upset about you, upset with you is because I know that you have the capacity to think fast enough to know that what's about to come out of your mouth isn't actually going to win you the long-term war. It's going to say the thing you know that will disarm that person or incite that person the most, but you chose to say that instead of the thing that you knew was going to actually get you to where you probably wanted to be long-term. Right, like she was saying that you were smart enough to know that there are two paths here and you took the low blow path. Right, and and that was what she would always remind me of. She said, and and I, I don't know if it's your age, I don't know if it's just like the, your, you know, your mechanisms or whatever, but you know, she said, I know that you have the ability to get along with most anybody. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in, in fights, when you let your emotions get the better of you, I know you still had that ability and yet you chose to go the low road. Right, 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 right. And so I think that the the difference between Jeremy 10, 15, 20 years ago and now is that I purposefully don't like take a step back and say, I need 10 minutes to think about it. I don't, I, I cannot stand when people like always, I need 10 minutes to think about it. I need 10 minutes to think about it. It's not to say that like some people, that's not a good idea for them. Mm-hmm. But to me, sometimes like, you know what? I really want to talk about this now. And like, we both have time. Like, yeah, I get it. So to me, it's just like, I purposefully take that breath and moment for myself to think about where I want to end up with this fight and where that ties into the next thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the words and the language and the way that I choose to deliver that seems too polished. And I know that that gets me in trouble with you often. Bitch. Well, because there's nothing worse. And like, that's what I always have to remember. What? I just, I, I, flashbacks of every single time. Yeah, I've, every I've, time. I've, every time I've said something, I'm like, well, okay, well, we're going to be together after this relationship, after this fight's over. And it sounds like you want this. And you're like, don't, don't, don't. Well, no, there's nothing worse than thinking about how calculated someone might be for their own intentions. And so it's again, like, no, 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 no. But then like the Josh Peckism comes into play where it's like, you know that we want the same thing and you have to realize that. And it's like, even though your delivery makes me fucking enraged, um, like I know we want the same thing at the end of the end of the the path, and so like it's definitely been an adjustment for me, I'd say, and like I have refined my communication skills tenfold by being with you for sure, a hundred percent. Your next boyfriend's fucked. Yeah, next boyfriend is absolutely yeah. fucked. Um, I'm gonna walk over that guy. <laughs> yeah, even when I email now, I'm like, bitch, I got you. I got you. Well, okay, so let, let's take it um, a step back to the uh, kind of opportunity that came up this last week and then okay, we gotta yeah, walk it back. Yeah. So uh, do you wanna describe the the general synopsis of when girls get upset about something and then involve every single one of their friends to figure out the resolution? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that it and is- And that's like a, an international thing too, Oh, right? absolutely. That, it is, uh, well, across borders throughout Canada and the US. Got it. As someone who has lived in both countries, I can confirm. If, if our European, Asian, yeah. African listeners yeah. as well could yeah. like chime in to see if yeah. this is a thing that happens everywhere. That'd Australian, let us know. Yeah, um, we should have a big, um, big listeners in, in Australia. Yeah, that's like our number, like three or four country. Love that. And Australia is a continent. Idiot, Jeremy. Sorry, guys. That's tough. Okay. Ananda. Anyways, um, <laughs> okay, got it. Um, <laughs> sorry, my ADHD medicine is definitely wearing off. Ananda. Um, it is a universal tool that a lot of females like to include their best friends in crowdsource, crowdsource, possible opinions, responses, um, insults, like whatever it might be (laughs) from from their closest friends. And you know what? I would say 90% of the time it's helpful 
Okay. Personally, within within like having my best friends, Tiff, Mia, and Remy, like we'll if, come back to that. But yeah, if I if I come to them, they all they are all so different that like I feel like I come away from it with a fuller perspective that might shape. I, I would say most times, majority of times, my opinion or thought process does not change all that much. But I think that like having three different opinions weigh in on it, like people that have all different perspectives and personal histories and relationship history. I think it's helpful to have another perspective, look at a one-sided issue. Again, it's one-sided. And because they're not obviously hearing from you because we're in a group chat being like, yo, fuck Jeremy, this is what he just did. <laughs> well. And um, they weigh in to say like, first, like, am I right or am I wrong in feeling this way? And I think there's a big difference too between like, your feelings are valid. So most of the time, like I still feel the same way that I did pre-group chat conversation, but it's just like nice to also walk through exactly what you're feeling as a practice run with your friends before you unleash the fucking devil on your boyfriend who might not deserve it. I would say most times I do uh, I do run through that same range with my friends and then with you as well, because normally my opinion doesn't change, but- You're typically just so level-headed and I'm usually wrong and you're usually right. Sir, <laughs> check yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's helpful to also speak things into a summary because it makes you realize sometimes like where you might have gone wrong. And right. even if your friends don't point it out, even just summarizing it, I think is really helpful. Sometimes just saying shit out loud, you go, actually, nope, this is dumb. Never yep. mind. Yep. Never mind. 100%. Or actually, no, I'm really mad about this. Yeah. 100%. The amount, of, the amount of times that's happened to me, like I'll say, I'll, you know what? I didn't even think about this. This too. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. And so I think it's helpful to have a wall to bounce things off of, you know, first before you unleash any kind of rage. Um, and I think it can be helpful. I get it. So what's the 10% then? Uh, the 10% would be if I'm on my period and feeling irrational and sensitive and emotional as fuck. And I, and, uh, and I have been led astray by those emotions and am feeling upset for a reason that is not super valid. Well, no, uh, feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid, mm -hmm. but it's not <laughs> a real reason to start a fight. I guess, um, I, mean, I guess I never thought about it, but hmm. let's move on. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will add one piece to that. And I think this goes for all genders. Going to your friends in, to share emotions in, before going into a fight or a disagreement or whatever kind of thing, the most natural thing in the world. Right. Where I will draw the line and say it is not helpful is if those friends do not have the relationship's best interest in mind. Agreed. Meaning that if your friends don't have the capacity, whether it's just not their nature or they don't like the person or whatever. If you go and complain about your boyfriend or girlfriend to your friend and they don't like that person, mm -hmm. more often than not, they're going to immediately take the side of, yeah, fuck that. Absolutely. You are so right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that can happen regardless. But if they truly care about the other person and the relationship, obviously they're going to take your side, it, you know, push comes to shove. But if they think that the relationship is healthy and they want the relationship to succeed, that will, that will season the way that they approach their, their feedback isn't in not a way of, okay, go win this fight. But like, Hey, like, but maybe think about this or like, I know Jeremy's kind of like this, but it, maybe he's thinking this, like they'll make up their own, I guess, excuses in their head for what potentially could be the issue outside of just like your perspective. Well, yeah, they'll play a little bit of a Jeremy's advocate. 
Sometimes, sometimes, like, let me, let me be very clear. Sometimes. Oh, I mean, I'm, all, and I'm sure the times you're like, what in the fuck, Jeremy? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And also like, I, I just want to be very clear. Like we are recording this episode with a very clear statement that we are not perfect. We do fight. And, um, there is no, there is no, uh, picture perfect illusion that we are trying to paint here. Yeah, any brand is that's only looking for the perfect couple. And not us. Move on to the next not one. Not us, on. baby, not And also, us. I think that's a perfect, like a perfect segue into the couples that uh, pretended to be too perfect. And then like all the little hairline uh, fractures turn into a fucking break the moment shit really hits the fan. Every YouTube couple ever. <laughs> all of my comments <laughs> will result in, hey, editor, cut, let's go to the next piece. So, um, Segway, go. So the inspiration um, behind this kind of conversation and topic, um, I feel like you'll do a better job of, of summarizing this and also making it a little bit. Also, guys, I learned that I pronounced the word vague wrong. And now I'm really self-conscious about it. And I'm not sure which one. I'm, is it vague? No, vague. I want to say, so in my head, what feels right is vague. That's not right, right? That's, that's dangerous. So vague Yes, vague. Vague? Vague. Okay. Not I think vague. it's the same way that I have. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying just you're about to go into vagina. Um, okay, yeah. so vague. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, sorry, I have a little side tangent. I'm gonna add um English language to the categories on on our podcast. It really is. Yeah. It's like it's it's like uh, hey, where are you at grammarly? Could have a nice brand deal for you guys. I need it. Grammarly, I need you. I need you bad. Maybe. Okay, so go ahead. So walk us through the um the inspiration okay, behind. So the inspiration was I um I overheard in uh it was an it was an audio message. Uh -huh. I think, yeah, of one of Lauren's friends um basically bringing up how sad she was that there was a, a situation that was going on between her and her boyfriend and how she was mad, upset, uh, and wanted to basically, as we were talking about, get a general like range and read from her friends as to how mad she should be about this. And like, I could literally hear like the different responses of like, yeah, you're totally like, you're totally right. You should be upset. Tell him this, tell him that everything. And I was just like, might I suggest, um, and the, and the whole point being here was uh, the the situation at hand was not in her favor. The thing that that he wanted to do was directly in violation and the exact opposite of what she <laughs> fucking violation. wants. But it's true. <laughs> yeah, 100%. everything about what he wanted was yeah. the exact opposite of what she wanted. Hundred percent. Yeah, and she had a fucking just clip full of bullets to send back his way as to why she was right. And my suggestion to her wasn't to say that your clip of bullets isn't all correct. My suggestion to her was to say, as opposed to going back and explaining why he's so wrong for doing exactly what he wants to do. Uh -huh. Why don't you flip the script on him and say, I'm concerned because of this, this, and this. And I want to support you in the thing that you want to do, but how can I do that? while you still do the thing that you want to do. Well, I think the biggest difference, like when we worked through um, as a group, what her response should be. <laughs> and it was, this crowd, was a group. The crowdsourcing um, response, yeah. Well, I think the biggest pivotal, pivotal like point that you gave was that instead of her saying, I'm upset because this is how you doing this makes me feel, you spun it into more of an us thing. Too many times people are so concerned with winning the argument, they forget that the quickest, like, course of, of action of like putting another person down might in the long run, if you win that argument, lose you the relationship. Oh my God, a hundred percent not worth it. Okay. So we, um, 
uh, have never really done any research ever for any podcast topic ever. Ex- no, I guess Googling ricepuritest.com does not count. I mean, I think for the majority of it's just like our, our existence for the first 28, 27 years. Is our research. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so we Field did, research. we did Google, um, some of the most popular, um, um, just like fighting styles and, you know what? Every single one of them, and there there are many fighting styles. I feel like I have either encountered or know someone who is that fighting style. And spoiler alert for the people that stick around. I will arm you with the tools that you need to enlighten each one of these styles. Here we fucking go. Salesman Jeremy on the scene, I, baby. Let's go. I, towards <laughs> the end, we're, we're going to use sales for good. Sales for good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So okay. stick around. So types of fighters. So the first one we have the um the conflict avoiding fighter. Ooh, so we someone all know who's minimizes and makes light of differences instead of trying to resolve them, which in turn does not work. Conflict avoider. There's just nothing there's there's literally like to bury a problem like uh, ma'am, have you like what? Sir? Right. Ma'am. But the thing is and in th- those same people in business we call them accommodators. When uh, when they when they're forced with a I'm problem, an accommodator. No, you're an accommodator till you're not. <laughs> That's true. I'm I'm shocked <laughs> at the times when Lauren is not an accommodator. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, my God. Uh, no, but they're accommodators. <laughs> when forced with an issue, and they know that they can take the high road, which means them doing more work and like doing all the group project for everybody. Right. They will go out of their way to do it, not say anything to anybody else, but internalize how sad they are that no one was able to see it there, yep. but don't have the tools to say anything about it. Yeah. No, someone who avoids conflict, that will, I feel like 9.8 out of 10 times not end up in a successful relationship because you're just burying everything. Right. Like if you're never addressing the root cause for any conflict that you've had ever, then like you're just going to continue to get pummeled or pummel the other person forever and ever and ever. And like, you're gonna end up with so much hate and resentment and and just like, that is just, uh, I, I, I've I never, uh, well, 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 <laughs> I've gone through phases, I think, of being a conflict avoider for sure in a relationship. Um, and it would just be like, you know, when like, you know that meme when the house is on fire and there's that girl that's in front of it smiling being like, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. That was me. Well, and also <laughs> on the flip side, the person who is feels like they're being wronged, but at the same time doesn't speak up about it. Just like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. Kind of thing. like it goes both ways. Absolutely. It's, yeah. The person that's doing the wronging and the person that yeah. feels like they're being wronged, they're, they both can push it off and they're all unhealthy. What else you got? Um, okay, so volatile. So thrive on- com- oh, It's volatile, huh? Oh, fuck. It's a volatile? No, I just say volatile, but volatile Vol- is fine. Oh, volatile? 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 I feel like it's you're volatile, swallowing all the words. A volatile situation. A volatile. A volatile. volatile. <laughs> What's that sound like? <laughs> Sounds like the fucking Glock Glock, whatever the fuck uh, call her daddy calls it. The Glock Glock 5000 or fucking Glock Glock 9, whatever it is. This is our sex toy podcast, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Amazing. Volatile. I, vo- so we're just not pronouncing the- I think the- volatile is fine too. I just say volatile. Volatile. Okay. So um, couples that thrive on constant conflict. Woo. Okay, but I think this, because we have another category that's similar, but these are the couples that thrive on like hot, passionate fighting, but also probably have hot, passionate makeup sex. Right. Like the ones that are, I think will on a dime, will fight, 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 and then like make out and make out and then have sex. And then at the end of it go, 
That was stupid. I don't know what we were fighting about. Yeah. That. I feel like those couples um, can potentially work out as long as they're on the same page because I feel like they need um, the constant passionate reminder that they love each other so, 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 so intensely. And it's almost like their passion can fix anything. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Like above all problems is passion. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Lauren and I are the exact opposite of that. Neither oh of us want God, to touch yeah. the other person when we're met. <laughs> I mean like, oh my God. okay. So not to like reference another meme, but like, you know, that, that fucking, uh, it, it's like, um, when you and your girlfriend finish fighting, but you still, or what, I can't remember. Anyway, it's like a little sea otter standing there holding like one finger. I am the sea otter holding Jeremy's yes, one finger. That one I missed, but oh, just the- Yeah, yeah, the, the, the holding one finger. That, that is true. Like, you've made up, but you don't want to touch, but you want to like, like I'm taking the olive branch, but I don't want to- I don't want to hold the olive branch entirely. I want to hold right. one twig of it. Right. You yeah. don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to fight anymore. But the fight upset you. But the fight upset me. I yeah. am hurt. We're fine now, but I only want to hold one finger and not right. the whole hand. <laughs> we're looking to the future, but currently we're in the present. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, next up we have, fuck. See, I want to say hostile. Hostile. But yeah. you're- Not hostile. Hostile. Okay. Are you frequently and destructively- You mean hostile? <laughs> Fuck you. Now you made me all mess up. For some reason, as soon as a, as a word is, is marked in my head as like, a, oh no, fuck, I don't know how to say this. It makes me really nervous. Um, okay. Inventory. Yes, yeah, I don't know. Inventory. And causes resentment. So argue frequently and destructively and causes resentment. So I think that's like the couples that just like recklessly throw insults that you can't take back. Right. The thing, and what's so sad about those couples yeah. is that- they'll say, you know, there's a little bit of truth in everything. Like I, even like I said, I didn't really mean that. I didn't really mean that. Well, there's always a little bit of truth there, right? The problem is similar to younger Jeremy who mm -hmm. would find that little nugget that he knew would hurt that individual. Right. And as opposed to getting to the end of the resolution, let me explain why my words are going to take you down a little bit more. You know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. It's like, not only can you not take it back, but it's like that person for whatever reason went to that place where they threw a haymaker. Yep. And most of the time, immediately after they throw it and the, the argument's over, they want to take it back. They, they want to, but until- You can't. They, you can't. And until you figure out how to stop throwing that haymaker yeah. in the middle of the fight, you're going to keep losing. Well, I, I just always feel like that's a sign of desperation and that person is desperate and feels out of control and wants to regain control by feeling like they can hurt you harder than you've hurt them. Right. And you just can't go back from that. And like, typically that person didn't come out of the womb that way. Like something happened. Right, right, Some right, right, right. Yeah, 100%. Some trauma 100%. where they're, they're not gonna get hurt like that again. Oh my God. I had a friend who was in a relationship where they would do that shit in front of other people too. And oh. it was like, on top of it being things that like, you cannot fully fucking take back ever. Like once you've said something to that person, like they, they think about that forever. You know what I mean? Like that stays with oh, them yeah. throughout every relationship, throughout every day when they feel bad about themselves. And then on top of that, they would do that in front of other people. And it was fucking insane, insane. I would rather say nothing and just be like, just be so angry to be like, I need to go into another room for half an hour. I would do that before I would throw a low blow, a below the belt hit like that. Well, you're also someone that if you accidentally threw that blow, you would 
drink that on like you would drink your own poison every day forever thinking about it for oh for sure it would upset Absolutely. you more than yeah. anybody yeah 100 100 yeah. yeah i would i would not that's like that's so far down on my list of tools in my tool belt yeah i the problem is that is, that used to be that was so close to my go-to like yeah. that was my natural reaction and like that's probably the one thing i'm probably most proud of from a, a confrontation standpoint that i i don't use that tool often uh, I can't remember the last time I did use that. Tool. Yeah, no, you never do. And the, well, the, I've never used it with you because I, I don't, I don't want to win that argument so so well and so right. incredibly well that right. that you can't come back from it. Well, it's like the kid that like may, might be the best at whatever sport, but like is a terrible sportsman and like and they win. And you they, know what? You save that fucking move for like the bully that is fucking with you so hard and ruining your life. You drop that shit on them because they deserve it. Not your significant other that you're like trying to build a future with. Yeah, I mean, I would challenge maybe not to ever do it, but yeah, if you're going to do it, that's probably the No, time. if you're going to do it, drop it on someone who's like fucking harassing well, you. Drop it from someone that you don't want to come back from. Yeah, right, right. exactly. That you're not trying to build a future with. Right. Um, <laughs> okay, next. Okay, next. Ooh, the we agree on everything. So this is kind of what we already talked about. There's nothing but like, more infuriating these people. Yeah, there's nothing more, because you know it's fake. You know it's fucking fake. No one does not fight ever. Like that's just not possible to no. not have any kind of conflict ever. Not in the Western world. I, I, maybe there's some ridiculously peace-seeking individuals elsewhere, but like I've a, never like met- Like a nice, peaceful, like Buddhism relationship, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So relationship for the sake of keeping the peace at any cost, outward projection of picture perfect relationship. But what if the- keeping the peace is at cost of the long-term peace. Well, hundred percent. That's exactly what happens. Like right. if you're again, just like burying your actual problems and not addressing anything. And like, I just feel like relationships are so built on compromise. Like I've been in a relationship where my partner just genuinely believed that like two people should be able to live in their own lanes and they'll never bump into each other. And it was, it was swimming dolphins, right? It was fucking wild. I also have always wondered if people who present a picture perfect relationship, like in front of friends and at social gatherings, I'm always like, do you guys get home and scream at each other for multiple hours to like make up for like the pent up, um, uh, conflict that was brewing between you guys? Because there's just, it's just not realistic. I mean, I think to a degree, both of us, unless there's something that is so outrageous, would would pocket the thing that they're upset about and bring it up later with the other person. Oh, for sure. But not in a way where like the moment the car ride, the car door is shut, like, are you fucking kidding? You know what I mean? Like, because I've, I've been there before. Yeah, I've yeah. definitely been there. Just yeah. like, we'll, we'll keep the peace until not in front of the peace anymore. Oh, I mean, well, that's polite. That's right. just like polite and making it not awkward for your right. friends. But it, it's the, it's, it has to go hand in hand with like, they don't fight in front of their friends, but they also say that they never fight. Well, you know, like the, 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 the friend that will make the most ridiculous, like uncomfortable statement in front of like everyone's friends and the other person will just eat it and you'll just all be uncomfortable. And like, you're like, oh, they're fighting about that when they get home. Well, like, like, <laughs> but like, of course you did, like you always do. And everyone's just like. <laughs> and you don't need a drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone gets recklessly drunk. Everyone gets recklessly drunk. Yeah, trying to escape the conversation. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, next up we have the overanalyzer. Mm. So someone that picks apart everything and as a result, you're exhausted. It is me. I am the overanalyzer. Here's the thing is that I, I think that there are pros and cons to being an overanalyzer. Let me be very clear. There are so many cons because it, it just means that your brain doesn't turn off about things that you could have done wrong, that you could have done differently, how These you could be better in the future. That recreate fights in the shower the next day, what they could have said, should have said, how they feel about the things that people said. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. I haven't had a peaceful shower in years, <laughs> but I also think that being an overanalyzer, like I think it's better to overanalyze than underanalyze. Like I would rather be someone that considers all perspectives, considers all like past uh, perspectives that someone might have because of what happened to them in the past. Like I would rather be more mindful of someone else than less mindful. Of course you would. It, it's really stressful in my head. Like it's very, it's a very chaotic place to be. I mean, like the fine line is, are you being over analytical to the point where you are undermining your own value because you're giving weight to too much external? Right. And that's where I think that sometimes like me being an over analyzer goes hand in hand with being an accommodator because I've thought too much. Mm, as to why the thing as is. As to why right. something is. Yeah, exactly. And I think this can go hand in hand and I have to be like very careful that I'm not giving things up because I've thought about why the other person should have that right. more than I should have something. Right. Oh, Lauren's favorite thing to do at the end of like an argument. I'm just like, well, like how can I do this thing better the next time this really random thing that probably never going to happen comes up again? And I just like, want to, I just want to be a good partner. I know you do. I know. And I'm just like, we'll, we'll tackle that. We'll cross that. It bridge. comes from a good place, but yeah, it's very stressful. Up it's in my cute. Head. It's very endearing. Well, that's good. Ooh, the he said, she said, mm. that's a cycle that just never ends. No one wins in that game. You know what? I think that one actually goes hand in hand with um the person who piles on other issues. Oh yeah. 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 The, yeah. Um, well, I got this one in my back pocket. Well, remember when you did this? Th- that's just, it's so, it's so unproductive because like, if you're talking about one issue and then the person's response to you, even if you bring that like issue up in a mature way, their response is to tack on something else unrelated. It's like, okay, now you have two issues to deal with that are both obviously a conflict. And it's like, how do you separate those? Because now you're going to have emotional response to what they've piled on top of whatever the original problem was like, it's just a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. We can get into how to disarm that one. Very good. Wait, I want to know, how do you disarm it? I feel we're going to forget. So just tackle it now. What do you do? You don't forget? Okay. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Perfect example is, is, uh, you're going to hate this. Because we just, we just, we we just said this. Here we go. Here we go. I mean, it's, it's classic case accusation audit. Literally, anytime I hear the word audit in a fight, I want to be like, oh, so we're auditing now. Oh, so you want to get a pen and paper, bitch? Let's go. No. <laughs> if you want to disarm that type of person. Yeah. If you want to like stop them dead on their tracks. Yeah. You need to have enough wherewithal to understand the worst possible thing or the nastiest, whatever that, that's going to be used against you. Don't let them use it. By coming out right out of the gate and saying, you're going to think I'm a terrible, mean, jerk, awful partner for this because this thing happened, because I did this, because I said this, because I let this happen, or because the I, I know this is important to you, and once again, I failed to get it done. They're going to, one, back off their initial like emotional output for it, because it's not gonna be their attack. They're gonna understand, and they're gonna feel and understand that you understood that you're messing up, and two, that can't be used against you now. Okay, wait, so pause. So you're saying that the initial approach mm-hmm. to bringing up conflict so that the person can't respond by piling things on. That's what you're saying. Correct. Got when you it, know it, that it. person is a, yeah, but you did, yeah, but you did Right, yeah, so but knowing that this. their like communication fighting style is piling things on on top, that's how you go into it. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. If someone came to me being like, hey, I fucked up and I'm so sorry and this is what I did, da, 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 like it would be hard to respond with being like, yeah, but yeah, your you socks are fucking everywhere. Right, but like <laughs> if someone comes to you and, and the thing that comes out of their mouth is your your biggest tool against them and right. you say, you're gonna think I'm an absolute jerk for this. 
but I did this thing again or like, but, or I did this thing that I know that you can't stand that I did again and I'm working on it and I, I failed. I absolutely failed again. You could of course double down on him and say, yeah, you did. Why do you always, you could, but then you're the one that's now completely on the offensive for that thing that they're already trying to admit and come to your same page on as opposed to you presenting something and then presenting a, a, a counter argument to that. Okay, wait, I'm a little bit lost though. Okay, so if I want to approach you mm-hmm. and say, Jeremy, I don't want your fucking socks in the house anymore right. in random spots, how do I approach that? Because I'm not, because I feel like the way that you were explaining it is that like you're, I would be taking responsibility or blame for something that I did, but I want to approach you about something that you're doing without you responding, being like, will you leave your lashes everywhere? Literally that you're going to walk, you're going to walk up to me and say, babe, I know that I've done a really terrible job of, of leaving cameras and lenses and everything Ooh. all over. Okay. So you would, you admit something you to have, give them something. Yeah. You, yeah. you kill the, like, cause what's their retort going to be? Well, you leave your stuff over. You do this thing. But if you've you, already addressed it. You come it. to them and you say, I know that I've done a really bad job of this, 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 this week. Right. Like terrible. And I know that it drives you crazy. At the same time, I, I'm getting upset about the sock thing and I know it's something you're working on too. And it's something that I think that we could probably try and work on together. But like, how, how can we be better? That's fucking good. And if they come to you and say, I mean, I'm working on the fucking sock thing. And yeah, you you did all that thing or whatever. They want to fight. Right, right, right. They right. want to fight. And your response to that could say, it, it, it sounds like you're really upset about me leaving my, my stuff out. And if their response to this, I am really upset. You're the one that brought that up. You right. brought that to the table. Right. And that person isn't looking long-term. They're looking to win a fight. Right. Right. So it's, it's not to say that it's going to win every argument, but if the partner you're with wants to long-term succeed, you're going to cut off their biggest argument, which is your biggest issue. Okay. So when you're talking about someone being like the challenger, so their response is like, they just want to fight. What can you do? Like, I guess, like, I guess it, it depends on like what the, what the priorities of the relationship are. Like if this person just always wants to fight, you should probably just, you should probably just dip. Right. Yeah. You should probably just go. But in the event that they don't want to give up on the relationship and their partner is still challenging and still just like is looking for a fight, how do you disarm that person? I mean, first off, you need to understand the difference between manipulation and influence. Ooh. Because that's the biggest issue. And that's like why like my skin crawls every single time that like a salesperson gets thrown into a negative light. Salesperson absolutely could be in a negative light. But as a salesperson trying to influence your decision because they have enough information to know that whatever they're selling right. is going to add value or they're trying to manipulate you into doing a thing that will benefit them and that will be the end of the relationship. Right. I mean, you always you always think of like the like the skeezy salesperson. Totally. Yeah. The person that shows up with the snake oil gets the sale and you never see that person again. Right. Whereas opposed to a real relationship builder, right? Who's someone who can come in and still challenge and get more money out of you maybe for that scenario. Right. But when the sale is done, the person that bought wants more. Both sides are happy. Right. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think the biggest problem in relationships that struggle with power, specifically when there's emotions, Mm -hmm. is that one side is so 
interested in finding a middle ground and accommodating. Right. They do not take care of themselves in getting to an answer that is sustainable long-term. <laughs> past me. Past everybody, <laughs> right? And, and it's hard to say because I think our, our, I think society tells us to meet in the middle. Okay, right. everyone give a little bit, everyone be a little uncomfortable and then it'll be okay. Yeah. Well, if everyone's a little bit uncomfortable all the time, sometimes that relationship shouldn't be where you're at. Right. And so the biggest difference is if you've got someone who's just temporarily in a bad place, right? The relationship is good. You know that person, you love that person, but they're in a hard spot and it's impacting and it's coloring every single fucking conversation. Everything, why is everything a fight right now? What's wrong with you? What's gotten into you? Why are you upset? That kind of person, right? right. The individual who you know the, the bones are good, the foundation's there. The bones are good. But like something's yeah. going on, right? Yeah. There's a virus attacking that person emotionally and they can't get over it. To me, if you are on the other side of that, it's your responsibility to identify and communicate what is important to the other person. So if they're mad about the dishes or the dog or the whatever, it's probably not about the dishes and the dog and this. It's about control. It's about not feeling comfortable. It's about something else. And so as opposed to getting mad about the dishes and this and that, you might bring it up and say, you know, what's going on with this? Or that person might say, you did the thing again, right? It's the other person's responsibility. Your responsibility, if you want it to work long-term, to identify what's actually important. And it might even just be something as simple as it sounds like you're really upset, but it also sounds like you still want to be with me. Right, right. So uh, we're saying that if you know the bones are good mm-hmm. and there's there's other other factors that might be affecting the way that they're reacting or communicating, we don't give up on that person. No. No. Yeah. Okay. No. I agree. Totally same page. And then if someone is just like, if it's just in their blood to want to fight and challenge everything you say, you fucking kick that bitch to the curb. I mean, and here's how you'll know that like, if I don't know, I can't tell what the person is, whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's how the thing is. If you can call out your long-term goals that you guys share, mm-hmm. right? Which is staying together, uh, getting engaged, buying a house, doing, going on vacation, saving for this, stopping doing that thing that you know not, isn't, isn't healthy, right? If you can, no matter where they're at in, 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 in their frustration or being upset at work or whatever, if you can call that out and say, do you not want to do you not want to try and be healthier this year anymore? Do you not want to save for that vacation? Do you not want to, do you not want to, or do you do still, do you still want to do that thing that we talked about and discussed? Right. And their initial reaction might go, I don't fucking care anymore. Okay. Give them space. Give them time. If you actually, if you don't believe that actually the words are coming out of their mouth, right. Mm -hmm. They might be upset and then come back to it later. But most, most often people are going to still look at the long-term goals. If you say it in a clear and calm way and go, no, I still do want to do that. I'm just upset about this. Right, right, right. And that is when you go, okay, great. That's the unknown. That's what we have to talk about then. That's good advice, boop. That's good advice. Ooh, I know someone like this. Okay, so our last type of fighter is the um, the need to win. And I feel like this is this is um, similar to like the challenger when they're in response. They're like the challenger of just like, I need more control. I need to be more powerful. I need to be more right. What's great about these people, and I, I, not necessarily in a relationship sense, like it, it's tough when you're in a relationship with these individuals. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. These people are easy to disarm in a business sense because they'll give up things that they don't, that they don't actually want to give up to win. Right. So you can, you can win long-term with them by letting them win the facade and winning the long game. But like, give me an example. I love these people. Oh my God. Okay. Um, 
Um, and I love these people. I feel so bad for these people because I, I wish that they could see how detrimental their own attitude is. Oh my God. To their yeah. own long-term success. Literally no one wins when someone is obsessed with winning. Literally no one wins. Okay. So in a situation where just say um, uh, a girl goes out with her girls for girls night and the guy is checking in, like watching the location and like wants to be texting the whole night and feels like they're out of control and that the control element is like constant communication. Every person ever is like, like Greg, Andy, Rick. Oh, I was like, Greg. So, someone like, in their life fits the, has right. to always like. Well, someone, everyone knows a couple like this. Everyone yeah. absolutely knows a couple like this. So I feel like the person who always wants to be right is the person who wants to be receiving the constant updates at all times. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they have to be in control. They have to right. be correct. And the other person not only has to play by their rules, but the moment those rules no longer are giving them that satisfaction, new rules, new rules. Okay, but wh- why don't you do this? Why don't you come home at 11? You said right. you were only gonna be with these people. Why are you out until 12? Why didn't you text me? You said you were going to text me. When did you come home last night? What did you eat? Why did you go out with, the- like, it's always another thing to make that person be wrong. Right, right, right. So it's similar to piling on, but it's piling on different different um, levels of like whatever that one situation kind of like uh, produce. So like if you were supposed to be home by 11, but it's like, oh, you ended up running into friends you haven't seen since college and you ended up like going to a second bar with them, LOL, pre-COVID days or hopefully post-COVID days. Right. But like you ended up staying in an hour longer because you grabbed a drink with an old friend that like you wanted to catch up with you haven't exactly. seen in a few years. And if I'm on the other side of that, my first response is, it sounds like you're upset. So girl going out that had the extra drink, sounds like you're upset. Okay, now what? That the individual is probably going to have a thousand reasons as to why they're upset. Right. And your only job is to figure out the most logical one of all the onslaught of verbal, just, just whatever. My God, that's a lot of responsibility to try and pick out which one is the most important. It is. But the problem is guys that have control issues in particular sometimes are so um, focused and hyper-focused on being right and controlling and winning the fight. Mm -hmm. They, they, they forget to a degree, why they're even upset in the first place. Right. And so it, it's too, sadly, it's the other person's responsibility to say, it, it sounds like you're upset that I went out. And if, no, no, it's not that. Okay, what is it then? You do that thing. What, what is that thing? And, and you make the other person speak out <laughs> why it is exactly they're mad and get down to one reason. Right. And then when you get down to that one reason, go, okay, so you're actually upset that I didn't come home and you had plans for me. No, that I understand. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd be disappointed too. I'd be disappointed too. I didn't know you had plans and that's terrible. I wish I had known that. And if you have plans in the future, how do you want me to to be able to come home or know that you have these plans? Right, to mind read. Yeah. And if they still come back with the, well, you should just fucking do what you said and you settle it. Okay. I understand that. I, I, I handled that poorly. You had plans. I understand that. To me, it's it's figuring out how to get from their perspective mm-hmm. and making them feel validated. Mm-hmm. There's probably some valid reason there. Right. And, and bringing that out first. Yeah. It's the same thing in every argument. The idea is to flip it on them and make them see it from your perspective, but also know that they're being heard. Right. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair for sure. Okay, so on top of um, a little research on the most common like fighting types, I was curious as to what kinds of topics are the most common um, like fight topics, like outside of the sock situation that we have in our current household. Um, 
So money, I think is something that, yeah, that's a tough one. That is such a tough one. I think because every single individual grows up with a different perspective on money and budgeting and finances. When you're working, especially on a tight budget, it is very difficult to be fully and a hundred percent aligned with your partner. Say it again for everybody. I mean, yeah. that I think they say that the money issues are like half of all divorce issues, maybe more or something. It is. It's the number one. Yeah. Um, that's what I read on one of the articles. Uh, don't super quote me on that, but it's like one of the most common um, issues that people find in fights, in divorces, in breakups, et cetera. Why? I mean, I think just because money feels like the one factor that controls so much of your life. And when you don't see eye to eye on it, it's just like a massive thing that I think increases the size of all problems everywhere, whether that be vacations or priorities for what you're saving for, whether that be a mortgage or a new apartment or, you know, something more luxurious. Like I think if your priorities aren't aligned, it makes you question everything about the other person. You know, if like, if I'm saving for a house, but you want to buy a fancy new truck, you know what I mean? It's like that creates such a divide between two individuals when the priorities are not aligned, especially because like money is something that you have to work hard towards. Like most people work very, very hard for their hard earned money. And so when you give it away for any one thing, it's a very emotional um, transaction. And so if you're working hard for something that you want and your partner wants to spend your hard earned money on something else, I think that that's like a very, very difficult discussion. I mean, I think it comes down to trust and safety. hundred percent. Because it goes both ways for some people who are, um, for some people I think who are in very different financial places. Right. Right. I think it goes both ways in the sense that the, it's easy for either side to look at the other one and think that they're, they're dispensable. Like, Oh, okay. Got it. Like they could, they could, my partner makes so much more money than me. I can't contribute to the same amount. Therefore I'm not worth as much. Right. And that hits the right. trust and right. that hits the safety and flip that. Oh, well this person, you know, doesn't, um, doesn't contribute and is, uh, doing things in their spare time when they could be making that gap smaller. Right. 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 right it goes right, both ways. Cause I think yeah. some people have a real issue with a zero sum game and they just, they, their quest for fair and everything has to equal zero. Like, okay, you might not make as much money, but you, uh, then that means you need to like vacuum more or you need to do this and that. Everyone will lose in that. hundred percent. Well, interesting, interestingly enough, I, um, have had conversations with some YouTubers who find themselves in a relationship where because they make like dumb YouTube money and their partner might work a regular ass nine to five and make a great salary of like $80,000 or something. They're like, oh, well, because like I'm paying for like dinners and vacations and first class travel tickets. Like oh, yeah. this person should cook for me more or they should massage me more or they should be like tending to my all, all in like extra needs. You know what I mean? Like it, it's very interesting interesting to see how, um, and I mean, just, just from seeing from my industry, from like YouTubers who sometimes make a lot of money very quickly in their career, they treat their partners when there is a, a, a gap. Absolutely. And it's, who knows where that stems from? Right. Like who knows? I'm totally. sure, I'm sure that's very much a, a nature and nurture piece. Mm -hmm. I think it's honestly, I think it's a lot of nurture to yeah. be honest. I think it's, how did you see your, I won't even say parents. Uh, how did you see the people that you looked up to look at other scenarios on the, on the flip side of that, that money 
conversation right? and how do they treat them and how does that correlate to how you view it? Because I think there are some, I mean, in the business world as well, the amount of men and women who the their partner is at home taking care of the kids does not have a salary. Right. To me, right. I think that it's the, the main breadwinner's responsibility to make sure that the other person feels safe and comfortable. Right when they are doing a service that is beyond any dollar amount. Right, well, because I mean, if you're a stay-at-home parent, that is an invaluable amount of work time, effort, TLC, et cetera. And I feel like it's easy for someone in that position to feel powerless because they don't control the funds. And I- and maybe I'm, I I hate to be too biased, I guess, against guys on this one, because I'm sure there are some stay-at-home dads that are are trucking along and being great dads. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I, I don't mean to do a disservice. I really don't. Here's what I know. I saw a lot of single mothers or mothers who were weighed down by three or four kids who had a, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, could be doing amazing things in the corporate world and are happier than ever taking care of kids. Right. And they're doing, as far as I'm concerned, the hardest job in the world. And- they, unless their partner makes sure and goes out of their way to, to make that person feel safe and secure without having to worry that they're going to disappear with money the next day. Right. That is a in healthy, completely, I mean, all roads lead to someone feeling scared right. and having no trust right. at the end of the day with that. hundred percent. All right. Next up. Um, why aren't we having more sexy time? Woo. Why are we, you know what? I would say actually I, I historically have always been in relationships where the sex drives are mostly matched for the for the most part, but I definitely have experienced times where like I want more or the other person wants more and like there is no worse feeling than not feeling wanted. Like it destroys your self-esteem when you feel like that person doesn't want you. And you know, 90% of the time it's because workload is stressful, like they're not sleeping enough emotionally, like there are other stressors or trauma going on. Like 90% of the time it is so unrelated to um like you, you know, like at the core of it, but it is so nearly impossible to not make it feel personal. So uh, I get bad about this. Uh, no, I mean, when I get too busy at work, I think the very first thing that suffers is my sex drive. Right. I, period. I think I think it's, it's no doubt. Like to me, it's because I'm prioritizing getting things done professionally and I can't take care of things personally until professionally it's done kind of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's my biggest, I think, weakness when it comes to balancing and prioritizing. And it's You're never lucky about- I'm not a fucking freak. She says that now. Um, <laughs> sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> to me, it's a perfect example. It's not about you. It's about me. But right. until yeah, exactly. until I wake up and realize, it, it, the thing that comes to mind always is, I don't know who told me this, but like roses are cheap. Flowers are cheap. Yeah. And it's not, it has nothing to do with flowers. The point is to say that like, Flowers become really, really inexpensive when you think about how if you had just gone gone out of your way to do something nice or do that thing for the other person that was so easy and could have only taken 10, 15 minutes, but you were so focused on that thing, you didn't realize to take a moment out of your day to go, ooh, there's a thing that I can do that expresses my love for the other person hmm. that is completely within my, my capacity. capacity to do. Yeah. And it, flowers are cheap. And, and it's to say, it's not to say that the act of giving flowers is cheap. The act of hindsight is twenty twenty, and you didn't give that thing because you were so focused on yourself. Right. Will make you realize just how cheap flowers were. 
Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I've never gotten more flowers until we dated. Okay. Um. Okay. So uh, the next one is um. Ooh, ooh. I need space. Ooh. Ha. Oh man. Oh. I feel like any time that I've I've only I've only said that once. I've only said that in a relationship once. I was like, it's not to me. No, no not to you. Yeah. I've I, only usually said that I'm like, okay. once and I'm not gonna lie. It made me feel so in control because the other person did not feel that way. Ooh. And- uh, Wow, that's healthy. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, we broke up a few weeks later. <laughs> You got your space. I initially thought that like going into it, cause you always hear people like, oh, we took a break. We're in a break right now. You know what I mean? Like whatever that might mean for some couples. And so when I went into it being like, I need space. Like I thought that what would come from that would be like time to think and reflect and figure out like how I actually feel, what my priorities are. Like, am I being valued properly? Like that's what I thought. I would go away from that conversation feeling. And I did, I did think about those things, but I also went away feeling like I had so much control. Like I felt like I was in the power position. Also, maybe this is karma, got food poisoning that same week that I said I needed space. So did not have a support system. Um, (laughs) Flashback to Mia, my best friend, literally catching my throw up the weekend that I had food poisoning. If you ever get food poisoning, I'm still calling Mia. I mean, that bitch is ride or die. She would still catch True. my throw up. Like no, no questions True. asked. But anyways, I- I think Mia would catch my throw up. Oh, hundred yeah, no percent. She's caught in like, she's caught like random dogs poo before when they're like trying to poop in the house or something. Anyway, anyway, um, I, I, Shout I- Shout out Amelia Makeup. <laughs> yeah. Mia Sayoko. The one and only. Yeah, the one and only. Um. I, I felt so in control. I was like, I get to call the shots. And that wasn't the reality of the situation at all, but that's how I felt. And it was like a very odd feeling of being like, wow, this is really nice kind of. Like I, after feeling so powerless in a relationship for so long, um, because I had buried a lot of the conflicts, again, mm-hmm. that we had like talked about like avoiding things, I felt like I was in control of my decision. Yeah. And even though it's super toxic to feel like that, that is genuinely how I felt. And I think did help me and have a hand in making me make the right decision moving forward in that relationship. The hardest decision I've ever ever had to make in any relationship was a similar conversation, but flip it. It was, I think you need space. Ooh. And it was the hardest decision I think I'd ever- But okay, I still think that if you initiate that conversation, I still think that you would feel like you're in the control power position. Again, we're not gonna think like that because that's not healthy, but I do think that it would be nearly impossible to not be like, if I'm dictating what I think the relationship needs, like I think that gives you a sense of power, whether that's true or not. I I don't disagree. Uh Thinking to my own perspective, I said that because I knew that person was taking too much logic into consideration okay. and not weighing their emotions enough. Interesting. And I had a hunch that if I I basically forced a space, they would come to that realization. Right. And the relationship would be over. Right. So once they would take in the logic and the emotion and sit with like how they actually feel for a few days. Right. And so it was hard because it was like, I, I don't want this to end, mm-hmm. but I want it. I want this to end if you, unbeknownst to yourself currently, right. actually want it to end. Right, 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 right. Well, also no one wants to be in a relationship that the other person doesn't want to be in either. Like right. no one's winning in that situation. Right, and so that was like, I guess the flip side of that, but also similar in the sense of, 
I maybe I felt in control, but it was me trying to. That's like kind of waving a white flag. Well, to me, it was like I I want to give I want to make sure you have the space to have control. Right. The opportunity. Yeah. And even if that doesn't end in my favor, because mm-hmm. realistically, even if it doesn't end in my favor for this thing long term, it'll be in my best interest. Yeah. Well, and here we are. Here we are. Here we are. What's Thank the next God. One? Thank God we broke up. That we didn't we didn't break up. I mean, thank God you guys broke up so we could be together is exactly. what I meant. <laughs> okay, so uh, departing departing thoughts, departing words for the people. Fuck, we still didn't pick a name for our listeners, for the squad. I think Wild Ones is number one currently. Wild Ones is for sure the first one, but we and didn't I, pick a fucking name. And although you've got great ties to HBO, I think Wildlings will be a little, be a, a little bit of a tough one. Oh, no, one. no. Wildlings is like too, way too Game of Thrones. We can't, we can't do that. Although like is, is cute, like- a could get sued and be two Game of Thrones. I, I think it's going to be wild ones. I think it's wild ones. Let's let's. Okay, wild ones. Uh, how to feel? How to feel? I don't know. We got to workshop that a little bit. At any point in time, I go yeah. wild ones with yeah. like the dad. The, like, hey, uh, hey. Literally, what was that? Like, uh, uh, stop it right now! Stop. We got finger guns. We got finger guns. No, 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 no. That's my go-to drunk dance move. Is the finger guns? It's not cute. It's not a good look for me. No, it's more of like yeah. a circle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is Lauren when she's dancing. It's tongue and out. And she gets a little bit. Usually tongue out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that in the monitor and I hated myself. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a good look um, for me either. In summary, wild ones. Um. So name calling never. Um. What, what I, I, I don't even know. I feel like, I feel like we dropped so many like nuggets of advice. The, the biggest piece of advice. And I, I can't believe I waited to the end to say this. Cause it's something that I should have said right from the beginning. I mean, we always say hot fire at the very end of the pod. Hot yeah, fire. If you're still here. Fuck yeah. Um, no, the, this is my like, the only thing that I think will, if you never remember other thing that comes out of my mouth, remember this, because I do think this is like the biggest nugget that I've, I've, I've added into my life that has added nothing but positivity. Okay. When it comes to conflict, do your best to view it as collaboration. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to do that, try your absolute best to be genuinely curious about the other person's perspective. That's really good fucking advice. And I really like the word curious because it's, it's not an attack. It's it's more of like a genuine question. So it, it deepens your understanding. If you are genuinely curious, if you are genuinely cur- mm-hmm. curious. And, and, and like being very clear, like there's a very big difference between being genuinely curious and being sassy as fuck. Cause I can just see myself being like, so what the fuck you want to do? You know what I mean? Oh, so like, you do want to do this? So you do so want to, yeah. Right. Like, like, they're, like that is not being curious. Like at its core, like let's think worst case scenario. So you're telling me you don't want to be with me or you're telling me there's a part of you that can see yourself without me in the future. Mm-hmm. And you could say that or you could say, so you're telling me you definitely do see yourself without me in the future. Like that's a thing that could happen. You're okay with that? Those are two different they're conversations. two different conversations. Yeah. But if you're coming that with that genuine, like the genuine curiosity of like, that's also a fair question that you are owed the answer to. Absolutely. And if you come at it from a genuinely curious place and the other person spits in your face, you know, theoretically and, and not, not, right. not literally, not but literally, like, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Like, obviously if they spit in your face, okay, take that, walk away with it. If they are able to then say, it's not that I want to not be with you. It's that I'm, I'm, I'm having second thoughts. Great. Then let's talk about those second thoughts. Right. Well, shit, boob. That's a good ass. That's a. That's a. I. I don't know if I contribute anything to this podcast. I can't wait to get shit faced in a couple weeks for my birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> At home with just the two of us after eating steak and lobster. So excited. Up. So excited. Was that, 
Who's saying all the way? Was that Roscoe Dash? Not sure. Not sure. Anyways, um, I'm so excited seeing photos of people wearing their Wild Till Nine hoodies. They so it are, took a couple extra weeks. I know, I know, I know. It's you know what though? I I just like see the shipping delays literally on all fronts, and I it's just like it's just part of the process. My parents just received their Christmas present today. Um, and I shipped that shit at the beginning of December, trying to anticipate for like the shipping backups. But anyway, but also my dad's a mailman and he said today was the most package day he's had, um, within the last three weeks, like even before Christmas was today wow. was the most package day. Um, I'm going to say something I'm going to regret. Oh, fucking shit. Here we go. What nope. is it? What is it? Nope. Okay. That, be genuinely curious. Okay. I am willing uh-huh. to do a TikTok thing. Oh. If and only if, if and only fucking if. Yeah. We hit a certain threshold. And I don't know what that threshold would be. Like a I follower really, amount? Yeah. What what number do I you think, think is fair? I think at every 5,000 followers, you should have to do a TikTok with me. People gain fucking millions of dan- like of followers overnight and not that I think that's going to happen to us. I'm not trying to do every 10,000 followers on TikTok, you have to do a TikTok with me. 10,000, that's a lot. I don't gain that many followers on my my fucking personal TikTok that has a shit ton of followers from when it was Musical.ly. Like I just got my followers from Musical.ly transferred over to TikTok and I don't gain that many. I'll do one at 10,000 and I'll do one at 100,000. Uh, that is bold that you think that we're gonna hit 100,000 followers on TikTok, but I will take the 10,000 and I will I will take this agreement now. We'll work, we'll work on the past 10,000. Let's agree to a one TikTok with you at 10,000. Oh shit, we're shaking hands. Web, what do you mean web? Ow, ow, ow. Lauren has the cutest little dainty hand. Oh, God. <laughs> Follow us on TikTok at Wild09. Wild09. All we have left is Snap and Discord. Somebody started a Discord no. for us. Oh my God, I don't even know what that means. Don't start a Discord because I can't participate because I don't know what that means. Oh my God, Yo, okay. Uh, Happy 2021, everybody. Yeah. Stay warm if you're up north. Stay cool if you're down south. Yeah, okay. What about the people that are just like east of us? They're still cold. Stay warm. <laughs> Okay, bye. Stay sexy. Goodbye. Bye.